What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. Don't know why my camera's so dark. Uh, odd. But we're back. We're done with playoff previews. I'm sure the content boys will deliver more playoff content uh, as the content well dries up. Because <laughs> it always does. And then we replenish it with rain. We sacrifice one child uh, to Anakin Skywalker. And then the content well fills back up again. But today... We have the content that all of you love and hold dear. And we hold dear because this was the moment that people realized the content boys saved the franchise. It was We didn't quite save it William Eklund style, but this is the beginning. This is the, the groundwork. People, the groundswell. This was like our breakout performance. This is Emma Stone and Superbad. You're like, damn, she's going to be a star. Today, we're recapping the 2020 draft class. We will have boners the entire time. You're Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me as always, co-host JD, the Lindsay Nagel to my Gil. Old Gil, you gotta help him out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're taking the walls of your cubicle. Not that one. I brought that one from home. Brought that one from home. <laughs> Have you watched the uh, the the reality? The Marge becomes a real estate agent episode recently. Yes. Yes. Is is it still good? Yes. Because all I can remember is is Cookie Kwan being. Are you talking about the West Side? Are you talking about the? That's all I can really remember from it. And then then she was gonna sell uh, the B plot's really good too. Because yeah, what is it? It's Homer uh, buys Snake's car uh, at the um, police Police auction. Yeah, police auction, and then they're like fighting on the the car at the end of it, and it's like, and Marge sells the the murder house to the Flanders. So yeah, yeah. but then she yeah she goes back on it. (laughs) Really weird episode. Was that season? 11 9 or 10 yeah so we talked about this recently uh seasons well one is weird it's like borderline unwatchable two through nine unassailable 10 still i would say two through 10 is a good thing you can sort of see like the ground is a little soft in 10 in certain places 11 really you can see the cracks forming and then when you get to 12 it's just it's those last few seasons like 9 10 11 there's like a lot of good episodes and then maybe not as good or maybe a clunker. And then once you get to 12, it's like there's more bad episodes than good episodes, but um, there's still some good episodes. I think all the way up to season 15, Mm. Uh, I have to, I have to go, I have to go look again. I'm currently watching some season season 13 episodes because I hate myself. (laughs) Uh, My girlfriend lives 13,000 kilometers away and I'm lonely, but the Barracuda won't be lonely next year because they're going to have plenty of fresh faces. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at the 2020 draft class, recap their seasons, and discuss about what we think the plan should be with them going forward. And we're going to go in order of how they were drafted. Makes uh, sense. Really, probably should go in the other order so people stick around and listen. Because um, <laughs> I don't think many people are hanging on for Timofey Spitzerov, but hey. Yeah. Get maybe they'll, stay, maybe, the, maybe they'll yeah. stay for our personalities and our mm-hmm. banter. Yes. All right. So. First. Oswald. Yes. 
You think his real name's Oswald? <laughs> no, I think it's just Ozzy. <laughs> mm. So, Ozzy, so you're not going to turn into the penguin? No, <laughs> that would be really weird. Mm. Mm. Disappointed now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Ozzy played for the Prince Albert Raiders. A um, little bit of a down year. Definitely, had, I don't think he probably had the year he wanted to. Um, so he ended the season with 10 goals, 31 assists, 41 points for 8.95 points per game in 43 games played. Um, also had a shoulder injury, sh- shoulder injury to end the season, and he came back for the playoffs. But I think he was pretty ineffective during their couple games in the playoffs that he played. Um, you know, and then so also when I even have the numbers from the last time we did it. So when we did this, it was at 20 games. Um, so he did actually improve. He had a really rough start and he improved. So at 20 game mark, he had five goals, 11 assists for 0.8 points per game. So he did kind of turn it around um, the back half of the season. But it wasn't, I don't think it was definitely the season that he wanted. But again, we've talked about this before with the Prince Albert Raider, Raiders are just god awful. Um, they barely made the playoffs like the last day and then they just got quickly curb stomped in the playoffs and yeah so not yeah um I, I think i think the reason that we're thinking that it's disappointing is because somebody who's drafted in the first round uh where he was in, in a deep draft class and, and going back you'd really want to see him dominate yeah uh, much like some of the other guys did and he didn't which is the yeah. issue so and then um i subscribed to uh byron bader's uh prospect thing so his Big thing with his though is his very very points based, like with his probabilities and stuff like that. So after this year, um, Ozzy is a forty four percent NHL probability to be an NHL, and that's played two hundred games, um, and then three percent to be a star, which is a 0.7 career points per game as a forward. Um, comps right now: Nick Spalling, Stefan Nason, Devin Setaguchi, Benoit Poulet, Liam Rideau. Yeah. Not, not the most exciting guys, but I, I want to kind of... Those guys are all bad. Yeah. I want to say with this last season where it was based on injury slash playing with just a awful team. And I think playing on the CUDA next year, I think we're going to see... Because we... And as... You know, when we saw him playing with the other prospects and stuff like that, like he definitely stood out. And I think having some other talented players around him will definitely improve his game. So... I don't even know who Liam Reddox is. Yeah. <laughs> the hell is a Liam Reddox? No idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't know who that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not everybody's going to pan out from a draft class, even though this draft class has been really good. He may be the guy that not pan out. It's, it, it's, I, I don't, I don't think you should give up on him or anything like that. No. And like you said, he looked better when he was playing in the, with the CUDA squad type deals. Um, I think he's going to be on the CUDA. He's obviously went to San Jose or he had shoulder surgery, but it was in consultation. No, uh, actually didn't, didn't need uh, surgery. They, they rehabbed it. So no surgery. But it was all, it was all done with, with the sharks, sharks doctors yeah. and sharks and stuff like that. So, um, clearly there's a plan to bring him into the fold, uh, next year, which I think it would be wise. Get him, it's gonna be 20, um, yeah. or he is 20, get him playing against pros. See if he can't kickstart some of that development. Uh, rather than having him go back. Maybe it's just a case of a guy who really didn't want to go back, didn't want to be in, in, in the juniors, which we see sometimes, and he's going to be fine. But I think you can definitely put his season in the concerning pile. Yes. Um, not that we're saying he's bad or not going to turn out to be really good. Just there is a little bit of concern. When you're not producing. Yeah. When you're not so, producing, especially, especially as a first-round pick. 
Yeah. And you're one of the oldest guys on the team, et cetera, et cetera. So a little bit, a little bit of concern there from old uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. Somebody not concerning Thomas Bordalo. Should we, should we hawk some money though? First, Uh, let's do Bordalo first and we'll hawk some money. So I know I want to hawk hawking Uh, Thomas Bordalo, university of Michigan, 37 games played. 12 goals, 25 assists, uh, one nice even one uh, point per game. Uh, when we looked at him halfway through the season, he had 18, uh, 18 games played, six goals, 13 assists uh, for 1.05. He did deal with some injuries kind of middle of the season. Are, are we just, hold on, are we just going to pretend that we have to do this? We, I'm and not just go straight to the NHL. <laughs> I'm, we're, this I'm, doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. matter. People want to hear Michigan. So I'm trying to do, I want to make sure we're thorough. That's why the content boys, we provide the content, the thorough content. So thorough yet gentle podcasters. Yes. uh, Played two games with the Barracuda where he put up three assists and then um, also played eight games with the Sharks with five uh, points in there as well. So his, uh, kind of development so 55 percent to play 200 nhl games uh down to a six percent as a potential star producer um some of his comps thomas vanek and i uh, got it brett howden jamie mcginn brad marchand one of those guys is <laughs> not like the uh, other. thomas vanek also was like a multi-time 40 goal scorer thomas yeah. vanek absolutely rules 50 per two, 52 percent um probability of being an nhl is hilarious when we just saw him be an nhler uh yeah. But I mean, here's, again, here's all the people. Here's all the people that Bordalo had more points than. Remember, in eight games. Yes. Jeffrey Veal, Jonah Gadjevich, Santeri yeah. Hitaka, who only played nine games. John Leonard, Lane Patterson, and Radim Shimek. Yeah. He and would only. Hey, he had one less point than Ryan Merkley uh, yeah. and Kevin LeBanc. Two more less points, points than William Eklund. Yeah. More points than William Eklund. Uh, two less points than uh, Nick Malosh. Three less points than Megadon Shimolevsky. Four less points than Scott Reedy. Uh, and six less points than uh, Weatherby. Yeah, uh, he will be on. I, I think he is the three C next year coming out of camp. So yes, I think I think I think I think he's got to be. Yeah, got to give him that shot. I mean, he looked good. <laughs> he looked good. I I still think I still would have liked to see him get some burn with the top lines uh, yeah. at the wing just to see how he goes. But uh, I. I still also think that if you can sign or you can do some stuff and get a, another three C, maybe have him slot into the top six. Or, I mean, Bordalo, somebody competent, Eklund on the wings, um, just to get them experience. Yep. Um, especially as next year turns out to be a lost season. But Bordalo, Bordalo is the I think is the crown jewel right now uh, of the twenty twenty draft class. It's so far, it's looking that way. Um, but some of the other guys coming up might not be... that there isn't competition. I just think no. Bordalo, what Bordalo did at Michigan in two years, and then coming into the Sharks and looking really good, uh, yep. in those last couple of games, I, I think, I think he's the guy right now. And they got him probably later than they should have. And teams yep. are going to be kicking themselves that he didn't go in the 20s or the teens. All right, let's hawk some stuff, <laughs> hawk some shit, hawk some shit. All right, I thought it greens. That's is, some shit. That helps you with your stomach, with your optimized Oops. immune system. If you don't like taking pills or vitamins, but you still want to uh, try to improve your nervous system, immune system, gut health, that's where Athletic Greens comes in. One delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, 
whole foods or superfoods and probiotics. Plus, they're a the founder. He was spending up to $100 a day on his uh, supplement routine, and then he decided this is ridiculous. So he created Athletic Greens to try to uh, optimize his nutrition routine, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens has given you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first and purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Greens. Athletic Browns. <laughs> athletic Browns are what happens after you take the Athletic Greens. <laughs> All right, next. Tristan in his old day. I think Tristan might be making a run for the uh, potential. Yeah. Did you see what Bordalo did? I know you wanted to flash yourself with his college stats that don't matter anymore, but did you see what he did with the Sharks? He did. He was very good. Um, Where, what has Tristan done? So Tristan. Um, whenever says, whenever, whenever Bordalo's not on the screen, people should be asking, where's Thomas? Where's Bordalo? Where's Thomas? Uh, so Bordalo, 62 games. He had 33 goals, 45 assists, 78 points for a 1.26 point per game. Casual. Yes. Um, he did have an uh missed the kind of last couple games with an in undisclosed upper body injury. Came back for the playoffs, but really didn't do too much in the playoffs as well. Um, as the, I don't think the blades were particularly good, correct? They were they were kind of middle of the pack. I think they were a four or five. No, no, sorry, in the in the playoff series. No, they were they were bad, but I think they were yeah. missing some guys, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then especially and then not having Tristan Robbins, who's arguably your best player. I don't um, think arguably. Yeah. Um, they had another guy who, who had like almost 100 points, Kyle Krennic uh, or something like that. So yeah, but who's that guy? Um, I think he's a potential high-end draft pick coming up. Anyway, um, halfway point for uh, Robbins, 23 games played, 11 goals, 20 assists for a 1.34. And then if we look at the his development – um, so 50% as a uh, NHLer, and then his star probability has gone down to 5% as well. How did it go down? Uh, I don't know, because he didn't score a bajillion points. Again, it's all points-based, and I, yeah, so. I mean, he was at 1.23. Uh, Kyle Serkovich, uh is 20 years old already, so no, he's not better than Justin Robbins. Get yep. out of here. He wasn't even drafted. So, uh, so Steve Kelly, Michael Clerk. Nick uh, Flinio, uh Nigel Dawes, and Max Pacioretty as potential comps for Tristan Robbins. It's really depressing that Nigel Dawes has come up twice. Yeah, I don't even know who I don't even know who Steve Kelly and Mike Leclerc are. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, uh, Pacioretty's good. So, Maximum Patches, excellent player. Yes. So, and I, I think again we're going to see Robbins on the the Cuda next year. Um, I think playing with with. You know he's a, he's gonna be a center, so playing with Ozzy on his wing or playing with Co on his other wing type of thing. Where, yeah, he's or give him give him like Blickfeld or, or Blickfeld give him or Shinlevsky or Leonard or somebody give him yeah. one of these NHL guys um, that can that can really help. I mean, when you're when you're way over one point per game, yep. you're not going back. No, he he's too good to to go back. It's just a waste of season if he goes back. So yeah, get him playing against men. Get yep. him get him in there. One Daniel Gushin, noted sniper. 
51 games played, 41 goals, 30 assists. What's the suspension numbers? <laughs> Insane as well. Uh, I think he had three suspensions this year, <laughs> including one where at the end of the game where he shot the puck over the glass, like into from the, the stands. Into the stands. And suspending him. Yeah, sus- yeah, I do love that. Got suspended for a slew foot. Um, end That's of the season. Sick. Not sick, no. Um, end of the season with the Barracuda. Um, wasn't able to put up any points, but that team was god awful. And I think they lost like 14 in a row to end the season. So I remember when they were in a playoff position, everybody's like, oh no, well, the Sharks should send some guys down. They're making a push. And then they lost 14 in a row. So uh Gushin at his elite shit right there. Yeah, at his halfway point. Uh he put 24 games, 14 goals. Um no, wait, sorry, wrong line. 15, sorry, 19 games, 15 goals, 9 assists for a 1.26. So he actually got better as the season went along and really was basically the only scorer on that team. Um, the Niagara Ice Dogs were god-awful. They didn't make the playoffs. And, yeah, like he, you know, he had like uh, 30 points and the next closest guy was at like 40. Like, Or, sorry, he had 70 points that season and like the next closest guy was like in the 30s. It's yeah, Daniel Gushin was amazing. Uh, he'll be on the Barracuda next year. Um, I can't wait to just see him dominate people. It's going to be great. Um, Gushin's next closest. Oh, Panofemus, who's a, a draft eligible. He's pretty good. Uh, he might be a 2023, actually. Um, he had 44 points in 54 games. Like I think I, I think Pano, uh, okay. let's see here. Pano is uh, eligible for the, he's only 17. Okay. Um, so, I mean, not as... Not as egregious, but then, like, I mean, like, the next highest guy was Aiden Castle with 43 points. There's, there's nobody on this squad. Yeah, they're uh, bad. The two best players were the two best players, and then carried on. Um, 41 goals is absolutely heinous. Yep. Uh, and, on, yeah, he won a bunch of the OHL war. You know, they had, like, the coaches' polls and stuff like that. He had, like, sickest hands and shootout guy, and, like, he won a bunch of those stuff. So um, some of his um comp so 50% NHL or probability, 5% star probability, which everybody's again, a 5% star, just a 5% star. So, um, unless she's like putting up a, a bajillion points, so I'm so up. excited to hear you read the first name on the comp, Michael Ulet, I guess, Michelle, Michelle Ulet, Michelle Ulet, thank you, Jason Zucker, Steve Kelly, Max Patrick, and Mike Leclerc. This is the same list as last time, except with Michelle Ulet mm-hmm. instead of uh, Nick Felino. Yeah, as his comps. So who the hell is Steve Kelly? <laughs> who isn't Steve Kelly? So good point. We are yes. all Steve Kelly. Um, let's go ahead and hawk some more stuff. I want to talk then... about Daniil. Oh, you want to talk about Daniil? Sorry, go ahead. Daniil, Captain and Daniil. I'm turning into Jason Berman. Or uh, who is the guy? <laughs> Who's the fastest two minutes guy? Chris Berman. Uh, Chris, Chris Berman. Berman. Yeah. God. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Swami is that was it? That was his yeah. like gambling character, the Swami. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I think you put Daniil on the first line of the Cuda next year and give him a center who can set him up. Not Lane assists. Peterson. <laughs> not Lane Peterson. Not probably not the Lord either. Um, and you say score a bunch of goals for us, please, and you, you let him go. Watching, I think, if you, I think if you mess around and like try to put him on, like, do you get too cute with whatever line he's on? He's literally just all offense, all hands. He's gonna score your goals. I think if you get too cute and try to do some stuff and balance up, you're, you're gonna have a bad time. Just give him, give him some other skilled guys and let him go. Yeah, just let him do his thing. Um, yeah, and you could see like when because I, I watch a bunch of the Barracuda games with him and like his vision, I thought was really underrated. And you know, like being able to find guys, and I think it's that if you have other skilled guys with him, he's really gonna flourish and stuff. So. 
Um, he's just a pure goal scorer. Let him pure goal score. Don't make him do other weird things. Um, it's okay to have these guys on your team. Yep. All right, let's hawk but some I'm going to hawk some shit. I'm going to hawk some gambling responsibly. Always. You could probably gamble on if one of these guys is going to win the uh, Calder Trophy next year. Uh, Bordelow is probably your best bet, depending on how the draft goes. <laughs> Nick. You don't think Bordelow is going to be in the Calder talk? I think Eklund is probably above Bordelow in the Calder talk. You could bet on them both. Why not? Go bet on both of them at betonline.net. Because betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, like JD's theory that Eklund is better than Bordelow. League reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs are going on. Baseball just started. You could have probably bet on the draft that just happened for uh, football. I'm sure you can bet on like F1, NASCAR, uh, footy just started. Go Hawthorne. No, no. You say go the Hawks. See, I'm learning. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Weirdo Australians also say up the Hawks, which is really weird. I say up. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, man. I'm going to, I'm nervous. You'll be fine. Eh, I'll just get drunk. <laughs> there you go. Next. Absolute monster. <laughs> just a man among boys. Brandon Co. 62 games, 34 goals, 67 assists, over 100 points. One point six. Excited to see his percent uh, star probability rating come out. Yeah, 1.63 points per game. Um, halfway point, he had 24 games, 14 goals, 32 assists, 46 for 1.92. So I actually slowed down a little bit. Well, um, yeah, because 1.92 is also mental. Yeah, he is up actually, I think, for the OHL player of the year. Um, I would hope so. He put up 101 yeah. points. Yeah, I think he was fifth in scoring for the OHL. Um, he was just an absolute... Man among boys, he will be on the Barracuda next year. Um, it'll be great to see him actually playing against real competition instead of a bunch of children. Um, because yeah, he and I, I really think that year in the AHL that he had last year really, really helped him with his development. So, Brandon Co., uh, <laughs> he jumped up to a 50% chance to be an NHLer, um, 6% star. Uh, probability six percent six it went up from four to six so um co co uh, finished fifth in ohl scoring wyatt johnson had 124 points uh yeah. yeah remember when dallas drafted him people were like i don't know good yeah. choice <laughs> rory currens uh had 118 points which what that is he drafted by calgary undrafted lucas edmonds had 113 luke evangelista who was drafted He's by good. the preds had 111 then brandon co with 101 i thought evangelista was the stars no, Evangelista plays is, is the is press, according to elite elite prospects. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm no strangers. The other guy, they have like two guys on the on Antonio Stranges. Yeah, uh, Antonio Stranges is the stars. He also plays on the London Knights. Um, yeah, and then two. Logan Morrison is the only other guy over a hundred points. Um, he's also undrafted. Um, considering all the hand wringing that happened over Shane Wright, uh, he was eighth in scoring with ninety four points in sixty three games. Yeah, he's, um, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Uh, the next highest shark is Gushin at 29. Um, yeah. 29th with 70, 71 points. Um, yeah. Good season by, by Brandon Coe. Uh, out of nowhere season. Yeah. You know, it's, again, it's not being able to play last year. 
the OHL because it was shut down playing with Akuda. And I think that playing against, you know, better competition, I think that he probably learned a lot of tricks, uh, tricks and stuff like that. And that was probably best for his development. So his comps, uh, Jacob Brana, Riley Smith, Gilbert Diana, Andrew Manjapani, and one Kevin LeBanc. Yeah, uh, we, we really got we really got to work on your French names. I know, Gilbert Dion. Thank you. It's Gilbert is a great French name. Gilbert. Very good. So, uh, yeah, played so, for the Flyers, bro. Nice. Um, yeah, my French is uh, not very good. Mayor. Yeah, it's very bad. So, uh, Brandon Co. I mean, I I think he will be. I'm I'm curious to see where he fits in with the Barracuda next year, especially with. He's already played Barracuda games. He's one of the best scorers. He can pass. He's also he has, big. He's big. He's six foot four. Um, he has silky smooth hands, especially for a guy as big as he is. Uh, it's like insane how well he can control the puck in tight spaces. And he's got good vision. Uh, yeah. Like I know. It's like, when you, it's like when you see a baby deer starting to learn how to walk and run. Yep. And then it's like jumping through the forest. That's what he's doing right now. He's doing right now. And uh, North Bay, they're they're continuing they in their playoff run. Um, he's been doing well in their playoffs, I think. Um, so they, they're on, on to the second round right now. Um, he um, currently has. Da, 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 da. He has nine points in four games. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> just just humming along. Uh, that's a two point like one points per game pace. Yeah, uh, just just humming uh, right now. So good for him. Uh, do you think he makes the Sharks? No, I think they let him uh, continue his his development path, and I wouldn't rush him. He's been on a good trajectory, and then maybe at the end of the season, if he's you know if he's played well at the Cuda Light. Um, and they want to try to get him some some games with the Sharks if this the season's lost. Yeah, but uh, I think the Cooter are going to be much much better next year. And you know they 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 came out and said that they want the Cooter to make the playoffs, especially when like only three teams don't make the playoffs in the Pacific. <laughs> it's bad. So they 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 the the Cooter, they're going to try to let all these kids play together and, and grow and develop. So I do think he's probably. A guy who's probably earmarked for an early call up. Say there's some injuries. Say there's whatever. Yeah. Would you be surprised if Brandon Co got called up for a few games? And then I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Brandon Co gets called up halfway through the season and just stays. Yeah. Because he's, he's big. Yeah. He's got good hands. He can have some scoring that. touch. I, I, I think he's just got the perfect recipe for like, yep. playing f- fifty games, playing thirty eight games. Kind of like what we saw with Reedy this year, where yeah, he just yeah, came except up except, except was... more, except more. Like yeah. he he plays like thirty eight games or something like that. I, I think yep. I think there's that real possibility. Yep. All right, now we start these seventh round guys. My cousin Alex Young, <laughs> thirty nine games, ten goals, twenty one assists, point seven nine points per game. Um, he really kind of turned up, especially at <clears throat> excuse me, the halfway point. He has sixteen games. Five goals, seven assists. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nine point seven five points per game. So, I think he's he started to kind of find his touch. He's still going to be playing for Colgate next year. Like I, yeah, he's he's whatever. So, quite possibly, will never be on the Sharks. Quite possibly, uh, never be on the Sharks. So, weirdly he, enough, uh, he wasn't even the leading scorer on his team. He had thirty points. Colton Young had thirty two points. I think isn't that his younger brother? I think so. Oh, is it? I think so. I think they're related, but I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't pay too much attention. Oh yeah, brothers Alex Young, Colton mm-hmm. Young, and Kyle Young. Uh, <laughs> the young trio outper- out- outperformed by his younger brother. 
Yeah, he's he's probably. I mean, he he probably a, a Cuda guy at some point, and that's probably about it with him. I would expect so. Thirty-one points places him uh, tied for sixty-eighth in NCAA scoring. For instance, he was outscored by Owen Power. Uh, <laughs> leading the NCAA was uh, Bobby Brink with fifty-seven and forty-one. Um, I. Well, I don't know. He might be on the. I mean, one, two, three. I know he. I think he saw some NCAA time. So yeah, you get four. You get four years. So he's only played two. I don't. I don't see any reason why he would be on the Cuda, especially with how many guys like the influx of dudes that are coming in. Yeah, let him Um, keep playing with his college team and go from there. So yeah, and then if he he starts to put together, then you can figure it out. So kind of like with Scott Reedy, where he wasn't very good till his senior year, and then it's like, oh wow, look, that's Scott Reedy. So. That's kind of what you're hoping for. Yep. And again, these seventh round picks are just dart throws. So like zero yeah. percent star probability, seventeen percent chance to make a to be a uh, an NHL. There, there's some hilarious names on the comp though. Darby Hendrickson is hilarious. George Peros is just a big goon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Kunackle, hilarious. Magnus Arvidsson, hilarious. Chris Jury, who is really good, scored like uh, a bajillion goals this year. <laughs> yeah. No, what? Chris Jury? Yeah, oh, wrong guy. Sorry, my brain. You thinking of Jack Jury? I don't know. Uh, Chris brain. Jury is the GM of the Rangers. He there you was go. like good in the early 2000s. He scored a bunch uh, of goals too. <laughs> Chris Jury, I think, is the one that played Little League World Series with somebody. He's one of those guys where they gotcha. always bring it up um, over and over. Like uh, Clayton Kershaw. In- yes. He, Chris Jury, I think, is one of the only people to win the Little League World Series and the Stanley Cup at the same. Hold That's on. interesting. I, 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 need, I need to Google this now because it's about Chris Drury Little League World Series. Yeah, uh, Chris Jury. Yeah, he's in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Nice. Um, yeah, he's. I think he's the only guy that's ever done that. Possibly. Um, Good for him. Which is which is hilarious. It's like one of those like weird things. Um, but yeah. Anyway, he lives in Connecticut or something like that. Next, Adam Raska. He uh, played forty nine games. Had five goals, nine assists, 0.29 points per game on the Barracuda this year. Halfway through the season, he was sitting at uh, big fat zeros. So actually, he even got <laughs> some Sharks games as well. I think he played a couple games. I think I want to say like three uh, Sharks games as well. Noted goon. He's going to rough up dudes, et cetera, et cetera. That's his job. So um, 19% chance to play... 200 games, 1% star chance. I want to see Adam Raskus. I want to see the universe where Adam Raska is producing at 0.7 points how, per game. How many games? I'm going to ask you this. Will you get a drink of water? Because mm-hmm. it sounds like it sounds like I'm you've done. been wandering. Yeah. Sounds like you've been wandering the desert uh, for many years. You're parched. How many games do you actually think Adam Raska played with the San Jose Sharks this year? Three. Five. Five. I knew it was three or five. How many? How many points do you think he had? Uh, zero. One. That that is correct. No, he he had zero. Uh, how many pins do you think he racked up? Uh, I'll set the over under at six. Over seven. So he must have gotten mm-hmm. a fight and then took a minor. Nice. Uh, Good for him. He's going to be on the Cuda next year. He's yep. he's just like Jeffrey Veal and waiting. Yeah. He's what he's whatever. Yep. To be honest with you. So. Yep. 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 Next, uh, Linus Oberg, fifty-two games played. Eberg. What a Eberg. great name to say. Seventeen goals. Nine assists, 0.5 points per game, and that's in the SHL. So, uh, good league, good league. So, um, during the oops, uh, halfway point, let me 
Uh, he had 25 games, three goals, two assists, five points for point two. So he really, he really, fought. really, really yeah. hammered that out. So I, I think he, uh, he probably got some better line mates, moved up from a fourth line guy, um, and put the puck in the net. So he is a sneaky guy to be on the Sharks next year as a bottom six guy. Um, people like his game, et cetera, et cetera. 23% uh, chance to be an NHL or 200 games, 1% star chance. Comps, Jake, it doesn't matter. Anyway, but <laughs> hold on. I would like to read these names because I've never heard of these people. Nope. Jake Dowell, never heard of him. Colin nope. Frazier, I think I have an idea. You, Yuho Lamico, sounds like a sick finish, dude. Yep. Uh, Anti Aido, oh. also sounds like a sick finish, dude. And Daniel Winnick, played on the Sharks. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. It'll be interesting what they want to do with him. Um, you know, he, he's going to be 22 over the summer if they want to try to bring him over. Um, you know, try to see if he wants to to make a jump at pro hockey, pro hockey in the states. So, or if they want to let him play another year in the uh, SHL. But yeah, so just again, sneaky guy might be uh, might be fighting for uh, a roster spot next year. So, how many uh, how many games do you think Daniel Winnick played with San Jose? Uh, no idea. 21 in the 2011-2012 season. He had five points. Nice. Uh, and he proceeded to have one point in five playoff games. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I remember that he was on the team? That year, Joe Thornton led the team with 77 points in 82 games, followed by a young Logan Couture. Mm-hmm. Uh, 65 points in 80 games. Marlowe was on this team. Pavelski, Dan Boyle, oh, yes. uh, Ryan Klo, Brent Burns, Martin Havlett, Jamie McGinn, Michael Hanzus. Oh, my God. Mark Edward Vlasic. So many. Tori Mitchell, Andrew Desjardins. Oh, they're all here. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I think it's lunchtime. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. I'm going to keep reading these names because these are hilarious. Yeah. Andrew Desjardins, Jason Demare, Justin Braun, Brad Winchester, Tommy mm. Wingles, Ben Ferriero, Dominic Moore, Daniel Winnick, Jim Vandermeer was on this team. Uh, Andrew Murray, Colin White, the defenseman. Douglas Murray had four assists in 60 games. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, Douglas Murray. <laughs> that's it. That's all he had. Uh, and then he played five playoff games, had zero points in 19 penalty minutes. TJ Galliardi, Fraser McLaren, John McCarthy, and the goalies were a combination of Thomas Grice and Anti Niemi. Also on the roster, Harry Sateri and Tyson Sexman. Um, nice. Grice and Niemi both had dueling 915 save percentages. Uh, Thomas Grace played 19 games. Anthony only played 68. <laughs> what a roster that was. Oh, my God. Those are the days. That's Those are the salad days right there, buddy. 330 goal scorers. Couture, Pelosi, Marlowe. Yes. Someone who's That's... probably not going to be scoring 30 goals in the NHL. Timothy Spitzeroff. Uh, <laughs> 22 games played for University of Vermont. Two goals, one assist, 0.14 um halfway point of the season he had played five games and had nothing to was a healthy scratch most of the time had no points so uh one timothy try to do better timothy <laughs> yeah That's all we got yep uh zero percent chance to be an nhl or zero percent star chance um <laughs> comps craig adams teddy bluger Drew Miller, David Moss, and Dottie Wood. Those sound I think like, Dottie Wood played on the original Sharks team. Those, those sound like uh, his original comp, like his D0 comp was uh, Gustav Nyquist. Anyway. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah. So, but yeah. Dottie Wood's real name is Darren. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dottie Wood played on the shirt for a shirt. Yeah, 92 93. Dottie Wood had two points, 
in 13 Sharks games. Good for him. Then he played on the 94, 95 Sharks, 95, 96, 96, 97, 97, 98. Uh, he only actually played for the Sharks. His final season was in 2004, 2005, where he played for the Horse Lake Thunder in the North PHL. Mm. I don't know what any of those words mean. That's how <laughs> face. He, he also, in 2001, 2002, and 2002, played in the BISL, which is like the English League. He played for the Air Scottish Eagles and the Nottingham Panthers. Oh, my God. What a career this guy played for. Oh, Doty. What do you think Doty's doing these days? <laughs> Probably still singing at a beer league game better than everybody else on the ice. Carla, I think he's from BC, actually. He's from, mm. uh, yeah, he's from Chetwind, uh, BC. Wow, Doty Wood. We should get him on the podcast. The Wood family is listening. Get yes. at us. Let's get out of here. That's everybody. Okay, internet. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Locked on Sharks. YouTube, which is also on the internet, Locked on Sharks. Uh, email also goes through the internet, Locked on Sharks at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to listen to us, also on the internet, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Locked on Sharks. JD resides on the internet. He'll awesome. be residing in Legoland soon, but he'll be on the internet. Yep. My fry hole. Kyle resides at um, parties, mixers, et cetera, et cetera. You can find Suarez. it by Kyle Demetrius. Suarez. Mixers. What a good, what a good term. <laughs> Sock hops. <laughs> Street dances. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for making us your first San Jose Sharks. Listen, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with something. We haven't thought of it yet. Um, and then we'll do we'll do the 2021 class sometime next week. And then we'll do everybody else at some point as well in the future. Go right now. Go check out the Lockdown NHL podcast if you want to go check out on all the uh, actual teams playing meaningful hockey right now. Or go check out any of the other amazing podcasts such as Locked On Twins. Bye, friends. Doty.